When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Monday Matinee on the Mutual Audio Network, hosted by Pete Lutz. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended. Welcome to Season 14, Episode 572. I'm Jack Ward here with my ever-cheery English chappy, David Alt. What ho, pip pip, tally ho. <laughs> so much enthusiasm. <laughs> yes, of course. Tonight we have a... With British Reserve, I'd say. The British, British Reserve, Reserve, that's right. Tonight we have a full slate of the beginning of the series, The Hudson's, a new autodrama series from Jamie Dyer. And it all begins right here... On the Sonic Society. The Hudson, starring Jamie Dyer and Jane Grandel, brought to you by Southwaves Audio, specializing in audio and radio production for the South Coast and beyond. Also, be sure to check our website for local events, news, reviews, and interviews. www.southwavesaudio.co.uk That's www.southwavesaudio.co.uk Well, it's a quiet evening for Helen and Harry Hudson, so much so that Helen is desperate for different human interaction, but unsure how to do so. Hmm. There we go. Hmm. Can't beat a nice cup of tea, can you, Helen? Hmm? I said you can't beat a nice cup of tea. Uh, yeah. Ah, uh, what are you doing? I'm writing a letter to my brother Terence. See how he is. I've not heard from him in a while. You know how I worry about things. He doesn't seem to write any more, and neither does anyone else. I don't blame them. It's all online these days. Facebook, Twitter, email. Nobody's written a letter since the millennium began. I know. It's so sad. It's a lost art, isn't it? I always think it's a personal touch to have written something yourself, with your own handwriting. I've never gotten into that internet stuff. How can you communicate with a screen? In the same way you communicate with paper. It's easy when you know how. I guess I'd know how if I found a proper teacher. It just doesn't interest me. If I'm honest, it's much easier if you do it, isn't it? Saves the confusion. Just like that. How are you navigating around the screen so fast? Don't you hurt your brain? All with practice, my dear. All with practice. 
You'd see so much benefit if you just had the patience. I have plenty of patience. It was Terence who didn't. He'll be wondering how I am. Well, you could phone him. We've got his number in the speed dial. Easy. I wouldn't bother. She will answer. I don't know what you've got against Rita. She's done nothing wrong as far as I can see. You would say that. You're besotted with her. What do you mean? I'm not besotted. You are. Thanksgiving last year ring any bells? You couldn't keep your hands off. We were playing Twister. I was also wrapped around your mother, our nephew and Uncle Jack. But you're not mentioning them. They're safe bets, but Rita's unpredictable. Don't know why Terence married her. She's nothing but trouble. Money, that's why. The only reason we were playing Twister was that there was a power cut and it was the only thing we could do. You could have refused to play. And have your mother disapprove again. She already thinks I'm a recluse, despite the fact that I was happy to be wrapped around her. Is there something you're not telling me, Harry? No, just that I'm not the hideaway Harry that she thinks I am. Just because I refused entry to her country club. (laughs) What a bunch of snobs they were. I liked it there. Nice people and lots of conversation. None of them were bothered about using a computer. Well, no, because they probably hire a minion to do it for them. And the conversation wasn't that riveting. I thought it was. Well, you're a different kind of person to me, Helen. You like the face-to-face interaction thing. I'm a bit more of a... Recluse? No, a private person. If you're so private, why are you on face-twit? Well, just because I'm private doesn't mean I can't look at the ones who aren't. True, true. What are you looking at right now? Ah, a guy from work. Mark, see? There's his name and there's his profile picture. See? In the corner. I see the picture. I didn't know you worked with dogs. Well, that's not Mark. That's his dog. His name's Rover. Why isn't his picture up there? I don't know. He must be private? That makes no sense. Why is he on there then? Same reason as me, I expect. Well, then what's the point of it all? Well, it's mainly to stay in contact with people. Like who? Well, there's my family, workmates, friends, and some of your family. I see. Who is Danny Estimato? I see him on your screen. What is he to you? Well, he's nothing. Then why is he on there? Because he wants to be. And occasionally there are people even I don't know, because usually one of my friends has liked, commented or shared the post that was made. Well, it all seems a bit pointless to me. Whatever happened to just sitting down and having a conversation with someone? Well, I can do that. I mean with actual people. Yeah, so do I. Watch. Let me get your brother Terence up there and say hello. It says he's online right now. But I'm not dressed for it. And what if she answers? Well, that won't be a problem. You would say that. No, it won't be a problem because I'll just type it. Like this. See? I've said hello. And now he's replied. What does it say? Hello. Well, he never was much of a talker. Well, you have to give it time, Helen. Like a face-to-face conversation, you need to... Let things breathe. Then things will get moving. Like this. Blimey. 
He's got a lot to say. Well, I did say he'd be wondering how I was. I think he's just impatient. The first line was writing. The rest is just question marks. See? I told you he was impatient. What's he saying? Well, he wants to know if we're well and... What is it? He wants to know if he can come over for dinner to catch up sometime. (sighs) Typical Terence. Don't hear from him for ages, then he turns up out of the blue. And to top it all off, wants feeding. Well, to be fair, Helen, you can't be bothered to learn technology, so you haven't contacted him. I did it for you, and now you're moaning you've heard from him. Yep, makes sense to me. Shut up, Harry, I'm thinking. Don't think too long. He's getting impatient again. Well, I suppose he could come over on Wednesday. As long as he doesn't bring her with him. I think he's likely to bring his wife. Don't you? Yes, and you'd like that, wouldn't you? Ugh, we're back to this again, are we? Now and forever, my, my darling Harry. Ooh, what does he say? He says we'll see them at 7pm on Wednesday. Oh, goody. I'm glad that's sorted. Any chance of coming off that thing now, before we get any other invited guests? Sure. What did you have in mind? Well... That was The Hudsons, written by and starring Jamie Dyer as Harry and Jane Grandel as Helen. The announcer was Pete Lutz. The music was by Kevin McLeod. This program was brought to you by Southwaves Audio. The Hudson, starring Jamie Dyer and Jane Grandel, brought to you by Southwaves Audio, specializing in audio and radio production for the South Coast and beyond. Also, be sure to check our website for local events, news, reviews, and interviews www.southwavesaudio.co.uk That's www.southwavesaudio.co.uk it's a hectic afternoon for Helen and Harry as they find themselves busy with unexpected preparations for a dinner with her brother Terence. We join them as they wait in the queue at a local supermarket. Now, are you sure you've got everything, Helen? Yes, I think so. Let me just check. Yes, all present and correct. I've got all of our usual and I have the meal for our dinner party tomorrow night. Yes, I saw quite why you've picked up such expensive ingredients, I don't know. It's not like they're royalty, is it? She thinks she is. Wouldn't want to stoop below her standards, would we? Well, if you hate her so much, why do you care? I don't hate her. It's just the principle of the thing. Oh, here we go. Another thing you can't get out of, so you pull out that old chestnut. If I had a pound for every time I heard that, I'd be a rich man. What do you mean? You know very well, Helen. You make a claim you can't back up. So you use the principle to put it in a way that makes you the victor. 
and that silence pretty much confirms it. This is a customer announcement. Would Mr Rogers please come to the front desk? Your car is parked in the taxi zone again. Thank you. Wouldn't want to be that guy. You have a short memory, haven't you? That happened to you once when we went to visit a friend. Oh, yeah. I still say that wasn't a taxi rank. (laughs) It was quite clearly a taxi rank. When that woman hopped in the back of our car, you nearly fainted. Well, that's an over-exaggeration. I was smarter than you, asking them if they were a friend of Mandy. They could have been. Well, you're right, she could have been. But she wasn't, was she? Mm, I guess so. This is a customer announcement. Would Mr Dodo please come to the customer service desk? No reason. Thank you. Hmm. What is it? You wouldn't think one woman would have so many coins in that pocket purse of hers, would you? She never carries cards, always money and never of the paper kind. I don't know. Sounds pretty sensible to me. Well, you would think that. But it's hardly a consideration for the rest of us here, is it? Why can't she use a card or contact with us like everyone else? Because the old ways are the best, Harry. I get that to a point. But there is a point where you have to embrace change somewhere. Like, for example, I don't really understand why we're stood here right now. Well, we're waiting to pay, aren't we? No. I mean, I don't understand why we're standing here when there's a perfectly good self-service checkout over there just waiting for us. It's not as though we're overloaded with items, is it? You know how I feel about technology. I know, but how many conversations can you really get from a spotty 18-year-old with a second-hand uniform? It's not about the conversation. It's the principle of the thing. Oh, there you go again. Seriously, there is a proper reason for preferring people to a machine on this occasion. And what's that? Well, at least with a person, they can see what I'm doing. They know what's in my bagging area. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Helen, you are awful. But seriously, support the machine and the people will be out of work. Well, that went sour pretty quickly. Honestly, remember your cousin works here. How could I forget? Every Christmas, everyone crowds around him because they're wanting access to his staff discount. So how would you feel if he was let go because they didn't need the staff because of self-service? I'd rather not answer that, Helen. Now who can't win an argument? No, I can't answer it because he's over there on the kiosk. Um, don't look. Where? No, um, uh, don't look. Ah, ah, too late. He spotted us. What's wrong with that? Did you check the expiry dates on our shopping? Um, we're going to need them. I don't know what you dislike about Simon. I thought he was rather charming. Well, he is when he's on the shop floor. Wait till he's out of it. I'd like to. Maybe we can invite him to dinner sometime. As long as you promise to tone down your preparation. I feel like I've taken out a mortgage just buying this lot. My heart's going 20 to the dozen, and it's only about 24 hours until they arrive. Wouldn't need to spend too much on Simon. And why not? He is my family. Because I'm sure he'll let us use his discount, don't you think? Right. That's the shopping all put away. I don't know about you, 
but I could really go for dinner right now. We'll have to get a takeaway somewhere, Harry. We can't use the oven right now. There's not something wrong with it, is there? I've been curious about that red light for a while. It's always blinking at me when I'm having my toast. (laughs) No, there's nothing wrong. I'm just using it to pre-cook something for tomorrow night. I see. I guess that sounds fair, but surely you can use it when it's done. I know you're sometimes a light eater, Harry, but even you couldn't last four hours. Four hours? I know I've already said this, but is all this effort really necessary? I mean, I know he's your brother, but there is such a thing as overdoing it. Overdoing it? We had expensive steaks from the butchers when your brother came to visit, didn't we? Yeah, but... I hadn't seen him in five years, and he travelled from the States. We could hardly feed him wartime-sized rations from the discount counter, could we? I guess not. But you're still wrong. Why? Well, it's the principle of the thing. Oh, jeez. Here we go again. No, seriously. I think we should be able to treat our guests whether they come from America or five miles up the road. Well, I guess you're right on that one. Good. So after the dinner is done tomorrow, we can look to Simon coming at a future time. Maybe next week. What do you say? Uh, I say, Chinese or Indian, I'm starving. That was The Hudsons, written by and starring Jamie Dyer as Harry and Jane Grandel as Helen. The announcer was Pete Lutz. The music was by Kevin McLeod. This program was brought to you by Southwaves Audio. The Hudson, starring Jamie Dyer and Jane Grandel, brought to you by Southwaves Audio, specializing in audio and radio production for the South Coast and beyond. Also, be sure to check our website for local events, news, reviews, and interviews www.southwavesaudio.co.uk That's www.southwavesaudio.co.uk It's early morning in the Hudson household on the day of Helen's brother Terence coming for dinner. We find Helen in the kitchen preparing food. Mm. Mm. Harry? Harry, is that you? Harry? Oh dear, he's deaf again. Gets out in that garage and it's like a builder's workshop. This normally works. Oh, Harry, your breakfast is ready. What did you say, dear? Nothing, dear, nothing. Is it you making all that noise? If you mean the hammering, yes. Uh, I thought I'd make the most of my day off and... Get those shelves put up in the garage. I've been meaning to do it for ages. Oh yes, I remember you were going to do that. 
But why today? You've been talking about it for ages. I don't know. I woke up and thought, I would do something productive. As I just said, I've been meaning to do it for a while. I know. But why the day we have visitors coming? Why that day do you decide to get your hands dirty? Helen, they're not coming for about nine hours. I have time to do lots of things. It's not like I'm changing oil. Yet. That's what I'm worried about. Every time you have one of these productive days, something goes wrong. Does not. It does. Remember the time I asked you to change the hinges on the door to the kitchen? No. You did everything correctly until you trapped your finger in it. I had to use half a roll of kitchen paper to stop it bleeding. But that's one incident, my dear. Yes, but I have many more. I've been with you long enough to write a whole book about your catastrophes. You do have a skill for DIY, but you're the clumsiest man I've ever met. Well, I promise you that the jobs I have planned won't take long, and I'll be careful with myself and my tools. You're not using the steps of doom, are you? I don't like you calling them that. They belong to my grandfather and got him through a job all free. Yes, but wood rots and things become unstable over time. They're as old as the Ark. Just because they're old doesn't mean they're not useful. Yeah, for firewood. I will pretend I didn't hear that and I will finish the job. About ten minutes, then I will come out and put the kettle on. I haven't had a morning brew yet. OK, well, be careful. I will. Can you pour me another cup of tea, please, dear? Get it yourself. I told you those steps were dangerous. I've only fractured my right arm. Nothing serious. Nothing serious? What do you think Terence and his wife are going to think when you open the door with your arm in a sling? I shouldn't think they'd care. Why would they? He wouldn't, but she would. I'm sure she's seen a man with a fractured arm before. And why would I be the one opening the door? Well... It's tradition for the man to open the door. I see. And what will you be doing while I'm struggling to open the door? I shall be standing behind you. So not only will you not be helping me open that door, you'll be watching my pain as well. Shut up, Harry. I don't know what it is about you men. You're such crybabies. No, we're not. You're the one with a Victorian attitude. That's a laugh. Would you like to cook the dinner? No, I didn't think so. Now who's Victorian? I would cook it, but the ingredients you're using are way out of my league. Ah, yes. You're more used to sausage and mash, aren't you? It's all those years working in Rick's Cafe. You can't beat the classics. So you tell me. But our guests will want something finer than a frozen toad in the hole. They're more sophisticated than that. Well, she is, anyway. Yeah, well, he's not what you'd call sophisticated, is he? I mean, before his days working in the bank... When it, when uh, he was a trucker, I used to see Tell on a regular basis in Rick's Cafe. He'd have a bacon sarnie and a plate of chips. Before, quite quickly really, swigging down four bottles of cola. I remember. Quite what they see in each other, I'll never know. They're like chalk and cheese. Well, they do say opposites attract, Helen. <laughs> they do indeed. But she's got him round her little finger. I miss the old Terence. He wouldn't waste his time with such a woman. Aha! Uh -huh. What is it? Well, you're saying that Terence needs to be himself. As in, 
not a posh snob that bows to tradition like she does. Yes? Well, maybe you should practice what you preach and open the door for me. I know your arm is hurting right now, but I will seriously hit you. Oh my goodness, what now? Hello? That was The Hudsons, written by and starring Jamie Dyer as Harry and Jane Grandel as Helen. The announcer was Pete Lutz. The music was by Kevin McLeod. This program was brought to you by Southwaves Audio. The Hudson, starring Jamie Dyer and Jane Grandel, brought to you by Southwaves Audio, specializing in audio and radio production for the South Coast and beyond. Also, be sure to check our website for local events, news, reviews, and interviews www.southwavesaudio.co.uk That's www.southwavesaudio.co.uk It's the morning after the night before, and it didn't go exactly as planned. Helen and Harry Hudson had been expecting her brother Terence and his wife Rita for dinner. They had spent two days preparing the expensive feast. Then there was a setback. We find Helen in the kitchen. I can't believe they cancelled on us, Harry. After all we went through getting there. To be fair, it was a pretty good reason. Oh, I know, and I do feel sorry for her dad being rushed into hospital. It's just a little disappointing. I know, love, but at least they rang to tell us. I can imagine that in all the rush, they may have just as easily have forgotten us. Not our Terence. He'd make sure we were informed. Well, he's done a brilliant job up until now, hasn't he? What are you talking about now? Well, we wouldn't be hearing from him if we hadn't contacted him first. Are you trying to say it's my fault? No, my dear. Just that he hasn't been the most sociable of brothers, and that we were the ones prodding him to come out. He asked for dinner in the first place. He suggested dinner. You're the one that organised right away. So it is my fault? No, it's nobody's fault. It's just something that happens sometimes. All we can do is put it behind us. (sighs) Right, there you go. One porridge. Thank you, my love. I'll let it cool for a moment. Are you not eating anything? No, I'm not feeling that hungry. Well, when you do, we've got plenty of leftovers from last night. (sighs) Sorry, just stating a fact. It's okay. I am wondering if I'm being a bit harsh on the whole situation. How so? Well, it's not their fault that Rita's father's in the hospital, is it? No, I'm afraid you can't choose when these things happen. They just happen. Still, I suppose we can invite them another night. I shan't be doing that in a hurry. Why not? I know you hate Rita, but surely you can let things slide for a while. For the last time, I don't hate her. I just dislike her being with my brother. 
It's all about money. We always say that, but there must be something else. What do you mean? Well, there must be other reasons for them working so well together. I mean, I've heard he gets on with her family very well. I don't know how. I found them a bit snooty. Her dad isn't. I believe before their successful business, he did a few odd jobs in a garage. He might scrub up well, but he's absolutely filthy underneath. How do you know that? Mm, it's best you don't know those details. All I'm trying to say is, give them a break. I know. I guess they do say sometimes that a woman will marry a man just like her father. Well, that certainly happened to you. No, my father wasn't clumsy. <laughs> yeah, uh, I guess. Uh, at least we didn't have the embarrassing situation of explaining this fracture to Terence and Rita. No, that's true. Now, are you going to start that porridge or am I going to magically get my appetite back? Right, I'm all ready to go. I've got my keys, mobile phone and passkey for work. I'll get back about half five, is that all right? Now, listen, my love, the thing for you to do now is relax. <laughs> relax, with all the mess I've made over the last day. I made it with the intention of it being worth it. As it is, it really isn't. Maybe it is. How do you see that? Well, perhaps it's a sign that you need to make a change somewhere. Go out once in a while. Take a walk or even take up a hobby. A hobby? I haven't the time for all that. Not with all the housework I have to do. Well, why don't you skip it for the day? That's easy for you to say with one arm out of action. You go to work in the morning, come home at night and it's all sparkling clean. That doesn't happen instantly, you know. Oh, I know. I'm well aware of that. But you could at least take up some kind of activity. I hear the community centre are doing keep fit classes, Zumba and yoga. Are you saying I'm fat? No, just that I've heard it's quite a sociable activity. And you love socialising. I'd rather not at the moment. You say that now. But with the right activity and the right people, you'll be well away. And what exactly could I do? Well, what about cookery? No. Knitting? No. Cross-stitch? No. Listen, Harry, I know you're trying to help, but I don't want to go to some class. I just think it would be beneficial to you to get out there. After all, I do it and it helps me loads. The only thing you go to is that boring golf club. You're such a hypocrite. <laughs> How on earth am I a hypocrite? You didn't like Mum's Country Club, but you're happy to hang around in that golf club. They're not the same and you know it. Well, I haven't been, but I'm still standing by my claim. Why? Well, it's the principle of the thing. Oh dear, here we go again. Don't worry dear, I haven't the time to challenge you now. I'd better go before I'm late. See you later. <laughs> Helen, I'm home. What's cooking? It smells... uh, lovely. It's bleach, dear. Your dinner's still in the oven. Oh, good. How long before it's ready? About 40 minutes. 40? How long has it been cooking? I put it on five minutes ago. And what, may I say, has delayed you from cooking my dinner? That's a bit of a pig-headed attitude. Have you been talking to Alan again? No, I haven't been talking to Alan again, my dear. I just know that you're normally so punctual. What took away your attention? Jobs. Well, I know you have housework, but what kept you? 
jobs. Looking for them. Well, you could always start on my list. No, not housework or DIY jobs. Actual jobs. In the newspaper, you know. Right. And why are you looking? Because I thought about what you said, and I think you're right. I should try and get out more. I thought maybe I can get a part-time job somewhere. Keep the days fresh and busy. That's what I thought anyway. What do you think? Well... That was The Hudsons, written by and starring Jamie Dyer as Harry and Jane Grandel as Helen. The announcer was Pete Lutz. The music was by Kevin McLeod. This program was brought to you by Southwaves Audio. The Hudson, starring Jamie Dyer and Jane Grandel, brought to you by Southwaves Audio, specializing in audio and radio production for the South Coast and beyond. Also, be sure to check our website for local events, news, reviews, and interviews. www.southwavesaudio.co.uk That's www.southwavesaudio.co.uk It's a quiet evening for Helen and Harry Hudson. After a busy week of failure, Helen is determined to put things right. Inspired by her husband, she has decided to try and find a job. Quite if her husband really shares the sentiment remains to be seen. Hmm. Can we stop looking on here now? I think my eyes are beginning to melt. At the beginning of the week, you were encouraging me to use the computer. Yes, with you being the word to focus on. Well, you did offer. I know I did, but we've been here for hours. Harry, don't exaggerate. It hasn't been that long, only an hour or so. And the rest? Well, it would be easier if you didn't flick it off before I had the chance to read it. Most of these jobs are rubbish anyway. You don't want to be a builder's mate, do you? I don't know about that, but I do like a man in uniform. And yet you married me, a humble office worker. I said I like a man in uniform. Doesn't mean it's a requirement. Well, no, obviously. Speaking of requirement, how about narrowing down your assets so they get a clearer view of you? I beg your pardon? You know, the things that you're good at, so that they can find a good job fit for you. I knew that. Honest. Yeah, sure. Anyway, what shall I put down here? Well, what's it asking for? Previous work experience? That's the best place to start. Well, I used to help out Rosemary in her shop sometimes. Who's Rosemary? You know the one. Mum's friend. Still none the wiser. The sweet old lady who gave us a shoehorn for our wedding. Ha <laughs> ha, yes. I remember her. She gave us the box and said it would be good for all kinds of uses. Yes. Well, she has always been a bit eccentric. Well, at least you're able to chalk up working alongside as work experience. 
Well, yeah, I suppose. But now that I think about it, I was 14. 14? Was it really that long ago? Thanks for that. It was only about 10 years ago. (laughs) And the rest. Ow! What was that for? Nothing. Okay then. Let's get back to this, shall we? Surely you've done something since working for Rosemary when you were 14? Not really. Just looked after house and home. I'm sure you had a job when we were dating. Didn't you work in a shop, you know, off Bishop Street? You know the one. It sold stationery and things. No, that wasn't me. I'm sure you did. You used to wear that ribbon in your hair. Nope, definitely not me. Are you sure? Absolutely positive. But I used to bring flowers to you on a Friday night. Ow! I think we better stop doing this before you land yourself in more trouble, mister. (laughs) I guess you're right. Something will turn up for you. You're a bright, young, intelligent woman that has a lot to offer. Go on. And you have lots of transferable skills that could easily benefit the workplace. You're sociable and friendly, and you make a great cup of tea. Get your own. I'm off for a lie down. are you, Harry? I'm in the workshop, dear. Harry, it's quarter past ten. Yeah, and? Well, isn't it a bit unsociable, hammering at this time of night? A bit, but the neighbours won't mind. Old Bill next door is always drilling at all times of the day. I wouldn't be surprised if it fell down, because it's full of holes. (laughs) Nah, honestly, love, people won't care. Well, I do. Are you going to quickly finish up and have your cocoa? Yes, um, I'll be in soon. What are you doing anyway? You put those shelves up a few days ago, if you remember. Of course I do. It was my arm that I fractured, not my head. Well, whatever it was, you're stupid to be even attempting to do this in your state. But I'm doing this for you. Are you now? Yeah. See here. This is that old desk that we had when we were first married, if you remember. I've taken the top off sawn bits up and put hinges on it. All well and good, but that doesn't look like it fulfills any purpose. It's just a plank of wood with hinges on. Yes, but you can put it over our single chair in the lounge and you can sit in the chair and use the laptop, see? Why can't I just use it at the table like you do? Well, I figured that the reason you wouldn't want to use it was that you weren't comfortable doing that, so I've made it easier for you. Thank you, Harry. But I'm still clueless when it comes to actually using the thing. Well, in the comfort of your chair, you'll be able to learn, won't you? Then you'll be able to find a job without involving me. Ow! What was that for? Nothing. I'm not sure I want a job anymore. Really? After all those hours that we spent looking, what's changed your mind? Well, the way I see it... If working gives you ideas like that plank on hinges, I'm not sure I'm quite ready for it. Ha! That's very funny. But seriously, what made you change your mind? I didn't say I'd change my mind. Just that I wasn't sure. Well, you know what you can do with uncertainty, don't you? What's that? Sit on it, have some cocoa, then think about it with a fresh mind in the morning. (laughs) Strangely wise for a man with a shoehorn for a coat hook. Well, it proves Rosemary was right, doesn't it? 
It has its different uses. And so do you. Go and put the cocoa on. That was The Hudsons, written by and starring Jamie Dyer as Harry and Jane Grandel as Helen. The announcer was Pete Lutz. The music was by Kevin McLeod. This program was brought to you by Southwaves Audio. It was late June a year ago, and I had just gotten off the plane from a trip to Texas that was one of the most meaningful experiences in my life. I just said a final goodbye to a longtime friend I had met in the audio drama world, Bill Hallwig. Along with his daughter Bailey and a couple of his many friends, Lothar Tuppen, his wife Jan, and Jeffrey Billard, we wiped our tears and scattered his ashes at Cross Plains, Texas, the home of Robert E. Howard. Together, the four of us cemented a bond that has only deepened and expressed itself in new audio drama productions and a monthly podcast where we get to look at old-time radio and analyze it. And we talk, Jeff, Lothar, and I, at least through email, almost every day since that fateful weekend. I remember coming off the plane and into Halifax Airport and thinking very clearly, what now, Bill? I didn't want this connection to end. And... And that's when it hit me. Why not a way to have everyone come together? You know, the modern audio drama movement in its current blossoming mirrors the rise of podcasting. The Sonic Society for 15 years now has been blessed with almost 200 different companies and producers and closing on to a thousand different shows weekly and even multiple times a week. So with the help of many people, not the least my amigo brothers Lothar and Jeff, Brian Bocchicchio, Matt Leong, and so many more. And with the kind donations of our partners and my oldest childhood friend, Chris Morano, I'm so happy to announce that we can get together. All of us. And here's how. Come to Halifax, Nova Scotia in July 24th to the 26th of 2020. And we'll have a ball. We've already booked the rooms, halls, and even a theater for a series of live performances on Saturday night. People you may have known for years will be there, and all new friends, creators and fans alike. Let's get together because there's never been anything like it. This is the world's first conference focused only on the modern audio drama movement. Mad-Con.com. That's M-A-D-C-O-N.com. The website is up. And reservations are ready for your place in history. Myself, David Alt, Austin Beach, Tanya Malevich, Lothar Tuppen, Matt Leong, Jeffrey Billard, John Bell, and so many more are going to be there. As we fill the ranks, we'll let you know who else is coming. A full weekend, July 24th to the 26th of 2020. Mad-Con.com. Get registered today. There never is another first time. Here's our time. Can't wait to see you there. I'm Jack Ward. Audio drama's been a part of my life now for almost 20 years. The people in it have given so very much to me. And now here's my chance to say thank you. That's why I'm going to mad-con.com and getting my ticket. See you in Halifax. See you in MadCon in 2020. And that's this week's show. Please contact us at sonicsociety at gmail.com. And please be sure to go to mad-con.com. That's M-A-D-C-O-N.com. And sign up for your experience here with us at the Modern Audio Drama Convention in 2020 Halifax. Yeah, be sure to be back here next Tuesday, though, as we feature EOS 10. 
a unique name for a unique feature. <laughs> Until then, I'm Jack Wolf. And I'm David Alt. Good night, everyone. Night. The Sonic Society is written and produced weekly by Jack J. Ward and David Alt with original music by Sharon B. at SharonB.com. All features, interviews, and audio drama shorts are owned completely by their originators and provided to the Sonic Society by Creative Commons Licensing. The Society itself originates from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. Thanks for listening. This has been an Electric Vicuna production. The following message is for podcasters only. If you are a listener and not a podcaster, you are permitted to cover your ears and say la 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 for the next 30 seconds or so. Okay. Podcasters, if you create audio drama and or comedy, you are invited to join the brand new Mutual Audio Network. Not only will your productions be showcased in a brand new Netflix-ish type of distribution, but you'll also share in resources from music to sound effects to voices to people saying la 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 la. For details, visit MutualAudioNetwork.com or inquire at MutualAudio at gmail.com. You can stop la la now. I can't hear you. Got my ears covered. La la la.